right. <clears throat> Phil is running behind a little bit, so um, it's nine o'clock. Gonna go ahead and kick it off. Uh, what is everybody up to? It's episode sixty-two. Of Snakes and Stogies. Ooh. Oh, it is a new week. I am glad we are back. Yes, Phil again is late. Um, but we're here. Uh, this show is brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons. Uh, definitely some people you need to be following. They got... They, they do a lot of cool stuff. So they have ball pythons, but they don't do just ball pythons. They've got some green anacondas. They've got some morelia. They've got some scrubs. They've got some macklets. Um, all kinds of, of awesome stuff. It is a new month. Um, and if you're in the Snakes and Stogies group, there is a raffle going on right now for a travel case. Uh, like six Lance Arrows that I picked out, um, and then one of these Calibri V-Cutters, which I absolutely love. Um, I'm smoking the Placencia Alma Fuerte this eve. Uh, and then maybe Tatuaje 10-year. It's a, it's a Sokka Squatch beanie some, from Steve, Steve Sokka of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. When he was at the shop, I managed to to squirrel away one, and it's awesome. It's super thick and comfy. Their their main office is out of New Hampshire, so it gets cold up there. And so he's like, "I don't make thin beanies." He's like, "Up in New Hampshire, we need thick beanies," and I believe it. It's been a very productive day. Um. Ran down to Savannah, uh, Georgia, Rinkin actually, to be more exact. And they uh, had to get some mice pellet. So there's only one place locally that I can get FRM uh, rodent diet. Um, it's about an hour drive. It's actually not bad. But then I ended up leaving there after picking up the pellet and going to Northern Tool, which I've never been to a Northern Tool before, but it's actually pretty cool. And I got uh, one of those big, like, Rubbermaid carts. Yeah, builds. He said Carolinas uh, don't seem to be, like, thick beanie country. And they, they're not. It's actually been pretty chilly here. Like, the other day it was, like, 70, and now it's unbelievably chilly. Like, we're in, like, the upper 30s, uh, low 30s, actually, a couple nights. Um, but, yeah, I got one of these guys. Can't really see it. Uh, did that to replace my table. And Phil will probably be able to show you these better. So that was my table that I had originally. And now save myself some room. It kind of forces me to not be so cluttered, uh, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm one of those like chaotically organized people where like things feel like they're everywhere but they're like they're that's actually their place like it is cluttered but it's cluttered on purpose uh kind of so this will kind of force me to not keep a bunch of stuff on it and uh keep it clean and i'm just 
I feel like we're all in that same boat of we're constantly trying to figure out ways to get the most out of our room, you know, get the most space, um, you know, use that space as, as efficiently as we can. And so I, they had those on sale last week. Unfortunately, I went there today and they're like, yeah, they're not on sale anymore. So I had to pay the extra 50 bucks or whatever. I got that for after tax. It was like 160 and change. You can probably get them cheaper. Controlled chaos. There we go. Uh, look, it's Darth Sidious. <laughs> look at this background. Oh, you can't. It's a Baird's. Oh, yeah. I saw you did it earlier. Oh, it's amazing. It's very attractive. I was just telling everyone how I my I replaced my little folding picnic table thing uh, with my my new cart. And like I a, like a, like a already Hunt, like a Billy Hunt cart. Like one of the. Uh, let me see. I'll pull up the picture again. I'll send it to you. Actually, out of that. Mm-hmm. So like you see these like we when I worked at Walgreens forever ago, uh, this is what I used and yeah it, it probably will have crap all over it at some point but you know when it's a smaller space it kind of forces you to not clutter it because I do like a the nice thing is is I can pick this up and move it which I could have done with the table but this is on wheels um, so it's it's just I can put bins on it. Um, you know, there's, it's got the sort of the, the wall. So if snakes come out, there's a better chance of containing them briefly. Uh, you know, the bears and stuff just like to go everywhere. So, um, it just works out better. It's easier to, to vacuum in there now because it's on wheels. Uh, Ryan Cox. Lapis. That's I love amazing. it. That's actually That's funny awesome. because I'm late because I was cleaning Rinkel's enclosures. Yeah. They uh they poop a lot. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. It's Yeah, I've actually been super nervous. What's that? It anything colubrid esque is gonna Right. It's gonna do well, it. Well that's the rule. If is if it's a snake with no neck, it's gonna shit everywhere. It's that's true. just you just have to expect it, you know. Uh, by the way, Ryan Cox, I'm stealing that Darth Lapis. I like um, that. Yes, but I've been I've been a little paranoid. Uh, I, I talked to uh, I talked to Billy about it. I talked to Henry about it. I talked to Nipper about it. Because like, I don't really get self conscious with new animals. Um, if they're mine, if they're other people's, I'm a worry ward because like it's not mine. You know what I mean? Right. But these baby rinks, um, the male is like champion. Just. He'll eat anything I put in front of him. He poops, he drinks, he pees, he barely hoods, which is phenomenal. Thank you, Christian. And, uh, thank you. And, uh, 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 Jeff said the same thing earlier. So thank you. Uh, I am back from COVID. So yes. Virus You're self-conscious. Oh, no, I was going to say is, but the female has only eaten once for me. And, you know, Nipper's like, you know, don't sweat it. Don't fuss. You know, don't, don't, yeah, don't, I mean, you've, you don't be a helicopter mom. You haven't even had him like a month, right? Yeah, but like it's been three weeks with no food. And I'm like, man, why is she not like doing her thing? Like when I first got her, I fed her in like the first three days, which I know you really shouldn't do. But I was like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. And she scarfed down a, a pinky. And then now I'm like, what's going on? So I was like, maybe she's dehydrated. So the water dishes I have in there are like porcelain or like really, really fine, soft ceramic that's like uh, coated. Mm. And they have like a little lip on it. 
Because I guess they're the ones that you're supposed to put like super worms in and the worms can't climb out. Yeah. So I like them because when I'm picking up, because I have containers inside of containers, when I pick up the container, it doesn't slosh and spill, right? Well, I guess she doesn't know how to get in there. So I picked her up with the hook and just like placed her face in the water and she started gulping it down. And I'm like, great. Oh. Just do like wider ones, but shallower ones. Yeah, and not spill and be gentle when I pick them up. That's what I have to do because I think she just didn't know it was there. Which is crazy because like so many snake species, they can smell the water a mile away. You know, I yeah. put fresh water and they just go right to it sometimes. I don't so. know. I mean, you, you think about it. I feel bad because I feel like all I do is compare everything to chondras. But you think about it in terms of chondras where people yeah. are like, you know, they drink the water droplets off their body. And it's like, yeah, like rainfall does trigger a lot of a lot of stimuli in those. Um, I still put a water bowl in with mine and usually an oversized one, uh, a for humidity purposes to help sort of keep humidity up, uh, without having to, you know, hose them down constantly. But I do notice, I do have a few animals that if I, if I spray them, they do drink like crazy. And I think it's just one of those things, you know, where like that's a rinks. I can see being a species where rainfall would trigger a lot of, you know, a lot yeah. of things in them too. Cause I mean, where they come from, they don't get a ton of rain regularly. Right. 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 And if it is, it's mostly groundwater. It's mostly dew in the morning, you know, microclimate stuff. And I'm sure they're they're lapping up a lot of dew. This is the female, by the way. This is literally taken like six minutes ago. And how old are those? Oh, geez, like a month and a half, three months. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah. What's up, and, Brent? Uh, what's up, Brent? And uh, that's the male. And like he's just a he's just feisty, man. I like him. But it looks like the girl's going to be a little more pretty than he is. But again, these mm -hmm. are cell phone pictures from six minutes ago. So, but you know, I had him in the deli cup, so I was like, might as well have a, a good opportunity to take close-ups without having to worry too much, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, it's just like I said. I think it's just one of those things where, like, I, I'm curious, like, if you misted those, you know, not heavily, just enough, like, would that sort yeah. of get them moving? You know, I don't know what rainfalls exactly like where they're at, but. Well, I mean, it's it's almost. Like, all of, of South Africa and then a small pocket in, in uh, southern Zimbabwe. But okay. so there's all different climates. Still not consistent rainfall, though. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, you saw I posted that one picture of it in snow. And that was that, mm -hmm. that picture of it basking in snow was like an hour and a half, two hours northwest of Durban. So like, I, didn't oh, even wow. know, I didn't even know they got snow that far south, you know. But Cox said, get those false water covers off. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's fired up today man he is i, I love he's, it. he's looking for a fight i love it send him the link get him in here he's got the good turtle beach headset <laughs> what's so. uh what's what's new well the show starting off with the first episode 17. we've done and i know i was gonna say this is episode 62 62 oh well it does say it at the top of the screen my fault <laughs> brought to you by the fine folks at puget sound pythons i already did all that well, I'm late to the game as usual. What are you smoking? Tonight? We went a little light tonight. Part of the uh, December sampler, I have oh. the Oya de Nicaragua. Oh, dude. I'm, have you had those? Nope. First time. Oh, man. I'm very excited to, to, to see what you think about those because I'm, I'm firmly planted on the fact that that is one of the best Connecticut's on the market right now. Like bar none. That is why I put that in that sampler. Um, those things are just—I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I know you're not like a big Connecticut guy. Yeah. But I think 
this like me like for me it will it will you will be happy with it so cool is it better than the um oh the one with the tree on it the cheapy one with the tr- oh the charter oak yeah i yeah. think so yeah. but i mean you're kind of comparing apples to oranges in a sense because you're looking at you know a seven dollar stick versus yeah you know a, a that's a nine dollar. I think that's the Robusta. That one's like eight ninety five. So I guess you're looking at like a two dollar difference. But you know, if you're gonna do it, then might as well just get the get the Hoya there. And I was telling people about the raffle that is going on right now. Excellent. Uh, By the way, can you hear my wind or no? Because it's crazy. Wind. No, it's not like, really. You're it's good. like forty mile an hour. Right now. Forty mile an hour. Yeah. It was like that here yesterday. Dude, I had to—it's crazy. I had to put the umbrellas down at work and everything. Like I thought they were gonna fly away. I believe it. Bill in here. Oh wow, these pictures look great. Am I posting these pictures up? If you want to, yeah. I would love to. It'd be my pleasure. Um, by the way, first impressions—very light, very airy. Yeah. Good, good, good initial Connecticut taste. Mm. I'm a little I'm a little crooked on the burn, but that's all right. What are you smoking tonight? I missed it. Uh, Placencia Alma Fuerte. Alma so I've had the, had the there's a hexagonal one. It's a 60 ring gauge, and it's literally a hexagon has six sides. Oh sweet! Um, which has been getting a ton of attention on Instagram and stuff. And you know, I smoked it and it's actually not bad. This blend's pretty good. It's not my favorite out of the three that we started carrying at work, but the hexagon thing is kind of a gimmick because as you smoke it, obviously the cigar expands and it no longer becomes a hexagon. It just becomes a regular cylinder. So, so they basically cool. lightly, they lightly box press it essentially. They box press it on six sides. I don't know. They must've made specific molds for it. Um, yeah. But it's a very heavy cigar, like weight-wise. Like when you pick it up, you're, that's kind of the first thing I noticed, especially with that that sixty, um, just how like heavy and dense it was. Um, yeah, Brent, he said, hit me up yeah, we, for a Louisiana episode, definitely. We miss you too, brother. Anytime yeah. you want to jump on, let us know. Yeah, man. Uh, this is the fifty-two, I believe, or fifty-four, and it's a good blend. Um, we had the Alma Del Campo which to me was the best one out of the three. The Alma del Fuego, I wasn't crazy about it. basically tasted just like the La Volcata from LFD, um, which if you're wanting something sort of super strong, super in your face, kind of that just very acidic, very bright, yeah. uh, then that's the way to go. But if you're looking for something a little more sort of mellow but complex, and um, that Alma del Campo is definitely the, the way to go. So Nice. <clears throat> so this is sandwiched in between the two. This is the, the favorite. We, we only brought in three of their, their stuff, but we brought in different sizes, so... Cool. In the process of trying all those, um, so I sent you. I sent you a picture of the sampler thing. Where the hell did the picture go? Hold on, I gotta stop go. for a second because it didn't. Uh, it didn't open it in preview, and I can't switch between pictures. So just hang on a moment. You're good. You're good. Uh, what the hell is it? Preview. Actually, it looks like it won't. Yeah, it won't let me. Hold on. You broke it. I don't know why it's doing this. It's not letting me. Uh... Okay, if I do it like that. All right, that's good. I'll do it like that. Okay. Apple's like, it's a not Kentucky, an iPhone. A Kentucky fire cured Cox? 
Yeah, so this is what I'm talking about. This is what I got to replace my table. If you've worked in retail in any capacity, there's likely they uh you know, you've you've worked with these before, so Yeah. And by the way, Cox, I love the Kentucky Fire Stick. I'm that not crazy is, about them. Dude, I'm so happy you gave I, me that little handful. Yeah, I I mean, like they're not bad. It's a nice change up. Um but I don't know. I just I met like when we first got them in, I liked them and I smoked them on a fairly regular basis. And over time, I just I lost my my taste for them. I don't I don't know. They just don't do it for me, man. I got you. You know, we smoke the same stuff so often that it is good to just change it up. I mean, that shit. I'm smoking a Connecticut tonight, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so this is Justin's room. So this was before. Hey, it's Billy. Wabami. I emptied my trash can. That's after. And everyone, apparently, the only thing people can see are those pictures on the wall, all crooked. And uh... Now, I won't lie. Having been in that room, when I go to this picture, I thought there was something. Can you see my mouse or no? Uh, no, you cannot. see. I can't. Okay. So this table in the middle that has the color hex and the sprayer and stuff. Yeah. I, I remember that being like... Whoops. A, a bigger rack or something. Was it always just that table? Which the table? The, no, I mean that was that's that's what I've been using since we moved in. Okay, so maybe I'm just shorter and it looks bigger to me. <laughs> but yeah, well, it's it also looks- like the wide angle version of my camera too, just to kind of give you a little bit better mm-hmm. perspective. Yeah. But the room looks great, man. It's crisp. It looks clean. I don't give a shit that the pictures are crooked. <laughs> you know what's funny is like right above that picture on the ceiling, there's even more crooked ones that I just added the other day. Is this? Did you just send me this picture tonight, or is this old? Yeah, that's the. Uh, so that's the February raffle. Oh, there we go. Um, there we so go. I mean, you're looking at like 170 dollars worth of stuff. Uh, it's going to be benefiting US Arc. So you get that Calibri cutter, that Beveda pack there on the left, and then a Skyflower Lance Arrow, a Wise Man Maduro. Lance Arrow from Foundation Cigars, a Rosa Sharon, and a Jacob's Ladder from Southern Draw. Nice. A Herrera Esteli uh, Connecticut Broadleaf Lance Arrow, and then a Brother of the Leaf Lance Arrow. So, if you're That's in the awesome. Snake and group, two slots, 20 bucks a piece. Um, we'll, we'll draw a winner either when those fill up or actually on the on next week's episode, we will be pulling a winner. So, Yeah, man. That's like an awesome, awesome array of skinny sticks. Well, I was like, Lance Arrows, don't, I, I've said it on here before. They don't get enough love, man. Um, you know, that's a very underrated size. So that's pretty much all the Lance Arrows we carry at work out of all those cigars in that humidor. We don't carry a ton of Lance Arrows just because they historically don't sell very well because people think they're some sort of a ripoff. Uh, but I assure you they are not. That is what all the, uh, yeah, Ryan, the raffle is live. Um, it, all the instructions and everything you need to do are on that post in the group. So I went ahead and opened it up to two slots per person this round instead of like last time where it was like, let's wait a week and then open it up. Like, let's just go ahead and, you know, get so get the money raised for, for us arc and get her done. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so glad I didn't click to the next one. <laughs> I'm really glad. I'm really glad I didn't click to the next picture. 
Cox asks, what's in the 4x2x2? Two two? Uh, if he's talking about the one with the plants in it, that is that, that's the tannin bar. That's the, the, the cage from Black Box, which I did a review of in the latest issue of Herpeticulture magazine, uh, which is available on issue on our website, herpeticulturemagazine.com. Phil, right there. There we go. Uh, got Strophurus geckos, which are, um, dude, I want some now. Yeah. I, texted, I texted Meeker the other day. I was like, dude, I, I, I want some now. I gotta, I, gotta <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna spend some more time really thinking about it. But to have like a tank of those, I think, because if you've seen the setups, let me see if I can find a picture. <laughs> Uh, the setups just look cool like they're not super packed out with you know vegetation and stuff like they're actually kind of bare bones and it's neat because they they blend in with the sticks like there's not any greenery in there but the way they're they're set up like they blend in with those sticks so it's like almost like they don't even need them it's crazy yeah, I love the the one setup that's got like just white sand with like the dead bush. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just like, like a black grass. Yeah, that looks so good. It's funny you mentioned uh, Meeker's hit me up about uh, when we were talking about Cordillidae, and uh, he wants he wants Platysaurus broadlii, and I was like, dude, I don't know anybody in the U.S. or even in Europe that has him right now. But uh, I sent hmm. him to a couple Facebook groups. He's like, I don't have Facebook. I was like, all right, well, we'll find you some. So I put some feelers out for him. We'll see what happens. Let me see. I'll just open up the PDF. Strawberry, strawberry. Uh... This is this kinetic is surprisingly really good. Told you. I know. It's really good. <clears throat> uh, scrolling down. Graham Battison did a really good job with the Blood Python article. Yeah, the gorgeous pictures. Love the Graham's pictures. the man. Screen share. Damn, look at that bear. So, yeah, I mean, you can you can see it here. See if I can zoom in on it. I mean, it's like that's pretty. No, acrobat, stop. Like, you can see the lizards right there, but at first glance, like, I don't, you wouldn't be noticing those, man. No, it looks awesome. But that's cool. I mean, they're small. You can keep them, like, in a group of, like, two or three. Uh, and I'll bet you there's probably a third one in there somewhere that we just can't see, but. Like, it would be just, just, I don't, you know what it reminds me of? You remember that movie, The Cell? Yeah. It just reminds me like the the weird desert dream things that they were in. It, that's what it reminds me of, and they almost oh, yeah. look like the things out of that movie too. So, yeah, they're super yeah. demonic and witchy. Love them. Witchy is a good word. Witchy. Yeah. What's up, Danny? Danny Klein. Uh, if you read the article. Um, Meeker talks about how there's about seven species in that genus in the States in the hobby. Um, and I mean, they're all pretty freaking gnarly looking, man. Like, let's see. 
Chrome. Like, Denny says you got to get rid of the frogs first. That's the coolest. The coolest crested gecko. Dude, it's the Darth Maul of geckos. Oh, it is the Darth Maul of geckos. It really is. And I love the the these because they look almost fake. Oh yeah, like, the eyes oh, are yeah. so bright. It's like that's not real, but they are, and they're you know. It wasn't that long ago that these things were insanely expensive. Um, and now they're reasonable. Like three or four hundred yeah. bucks, depending on the species, depending on the size and age. That's silly. Yeah, we, we saw a bunch of Daytona. Did we? Yeah, there was a bunch of golden tails of Daytona. I missed and that. It, and it, there was a, a good handful of, you know, uh, juvenile lone males. And then there was like a bunch of trios. I mean, They're crap. Just, Danny, were, Danny and I were looking at him. <laughs> I don't remember that, but there was a lot going on that weekend. So there was a lot going on that weekend. And we're halfway, you were there, there. we're halfway there. We are. So those things are cool. Like I said, I, this is. They're just, they're, they're, they're freaking cool, man. Like, yeah. Australia has awesome snakes. It doesn't help that they have awesome geckos too. You know, I mean, look at oh, that, yeah. like blood red eyes. Uh-huh. So, to read more about keeping those, perpeticulturemagazine.com. It is on the website, ready to go. You can order hard copies if you so choose. Uh, speaking of Daytona, it is official. We have a table. Ooh. Do so, tell more. Uh, I mean, there's nothing to tell at the moment. Basically, Billy has two tables. Um, he's going to have one for Uwabami, and then he's going to have one for the magazine and THN. Um, I am planning on figuring out what I need to get together to bulk order. Uh, probably just all the issues that are on MagCloud, uh, just because those are already formatted for that print size and everything like that, and that's going to be the less headache and duty, the uh, least headache-inducing route to go. So. Um, we have to get you a badge and like I said, just got to figure out like we're going to have some t-shirts, like some merch, um, see if I can get filled or uh, Billy to, to get some snakes and stogies and THN shirts made too. Cause honestly, like the Teespring stuff, it's okay. But like the shirts that Billy's made, like the graphics are holding up freakishly well like i was not expecting those things to last honestly um and granted the teespring ones don't last forever either uh but the ones that billy's been making himself like i mean they just those things have well like i gave away a bunch i gave away a bunch of uh you know nefers initiative shirts and Mm -hmm. i like my roommate for example i know for a fact he wears it at least twice a week he washes at least twice a week it still looks as good as the day i gave it to him so like Billy's craftsmanship is exquisite. So I'm excited. Well, I, just think, I think that process is just, it, it's, it's built to last, you know, that D that, yeah. that vinyl that doesn't, you know, I think that takes a long time to really start to actually crack and sort of degrade, but yeah, compared to, to what you get now, you know, it's, it's solid. So might even have some hoodies. 
I, th- I want to say he was talking about looking into some hats and stuff too. So we'll see. But oh yeah, we're trying to spread ourselves too thin, but it's going to be epic. Um, I love it. I love it. Danny keeps talking about the Chewy. Like I told her, I I, I want the Chihua. Like I would get back into Gagos for Chihuahuas, and I would get back the into Gagos for so, Oh, there's Billy. The Chihua. For all my Bill Burr fans out there. Why is Billy? How come you're not in here with us? What are you yeah, doing? Billy. Clearly, you're not working. Click that link, Billy. Slacker. So, table's going to be good. I've never, like, I'm asking Billy all these stupid questions about it because I've never been to Daytona. So, I don't know how it works. And he's like, it's fine. We got it. I'm like, do we need to tell Wayne? No, don't worry about it. It's fine. We don't have to do anything. Uh, you know, I have been to Daytona a few times, too. You didn't ask me. Well, Billy's got already got the table, so. I know. Billy and and I are designing somebody. Oh, are you? So I don't have to worry about any yeah. of that. Uh, you'll have uh, more than two cents, and we need your. Well, that's. I mean, that's in, input's fine, but having to actually do it—that's that's the fact that I don't. Yeah, don't worry about it. Wonderful. Thank you. We got it, pal. I like that. <clears throat> So, I was my listening. Taste, it's funny. What? My taste buds are still not 100%, so things are still tasting a little odd. Mm, that's right. That's right. I need some coffee. <laughs> Kenny says if we need a woman's touch, she can handle it. Uh, put, like grandma curtains or something on it like the weird lacy looking i was going to say like what are those things you put like it's like a it's like a like a embroidered uh uh coaster what are the a dually no dowly crochet no what's a dual i think it's a dually right i don't know what you're talking about it's like a grandma coaster but like crochet lacy like <laughs> snowflake looking motherfuckers right I don't know. I think it's called I, a I guess so. Somebody I, correct me in here. There's live group chat for Christ's sake. Oh, I am right. Do that. It's a duvet. Not to be confused with a duvet, which I didn't know what the hell that was until I was like 33 years Even old. War- doily? Is that it? It's a doily. That's what it is. Oh. Doily. Mr. Warwick for the win. Look at that. Even Bill's. I guess they they go to Hobby Lobby in their spare time. They do, dude. Hobby Lobby has the best fake plants of all time. The problem you know, is speaking speaking of, uh, I woke up. I was my first day of freedom from the house was on Thursday last week, and so the first play, you know, I was like, "Hey, I get to leave the house. I'm going to Wally World." Yeah, you are. First place I'm going to go is Walmart because I need stuff. And they have these big things of fake ferns that I use for a lot of stuff that are like five which, bucks. Which are awesome. They, they are great. And I use them to pack out my Boiga and Ganyasoma t- uh, setups. And <clears throat> Phil does have PMS. <laughs> um, and of course, I get to Walmart and they don't have any. So the next best thing was I, you know, and well, I, I say the next best thing. Other people would say it's the first best thing. I, they had some some cheap, uh, cheap pothos 
So I got Apothos that's now in with the Nauda, and then I put a Philodendron uh, Varicosum in with it, and that is probably not going to make it. That's like an expensive Philodendron that was in a tank with frogs that didn't have frogs in it, and I've killed it. It was thriving in the neglected frog tank. And uh, of course, it's dying. The pothos is like rocking and rolling. It's already growing like crazy. So nice. Go figure. This was this was rapidly constructed by the nice people, the Puget Sound pythons. <laughs> I just I can't. I just can't. I love you, freaks. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the new wallpaper on my computer. I swear. <laughs> it should be. It will be. God, I, dude, that Baird's in that background, man. That's like, to me, that's like the ideal Baird's rat. Oh, yeah. There's that gunmetal silver. Like silver metal snake. Yeah. Yep. Dude, the eyes are stellar. Show that snake one more time. Come on. Minimize us. I, I don't think I can. It doesn't, doesn't give me that option, but uh, I will actually. What Ryan Cox? What are, what are you? What are you blessing me for? I'm confused. They're saying something about you and PMS, and yeah, that's all right. It happens to the best of us. Let's see if I can share this bad boy. Yeah, I also love that picture because of the focal points. Mm -hmm. Hey, Dominique is back. Yeah, look, look at, at that. that. Look at that. Look at that. Just and the a, orange, just the lava was, in between the scales. Took the words out of my mouth, the lava uh, in between. Ugh. Just a hint, just a blushing of tangerine in the eye. Mm. If I had to guess, that's going to be like a, a Loma Alta sort of animal, just because that's sort of the the hallmark of Bairds or like those Loma Altas. That have that just silver with the crazy orange in the middle. So that's my guess. Um, Billy asked, do I know the origin of the hypo beards? And I don't. I want to say there's an article on it somewhere. I'll have to hunt it down. Um, it's definitely, I, th I think it's, it's, it comes from the Texas beards, not the Mexicans. Um, but one thing I am actually thinking about possibly maybe thinking about at some point is pairing my uh, albino, which actually we'll go ahead and clear that up right now too. Hypo and albino get interchange, like interchangeably used in Baird's a lot. They're actually albinos. Like it's, um, I think it's Tyro, uh, T plus. It's like a, um, like almost like a caramel albino. So it doesn't have, it's not like a, a true albino in the sense uh, like there is some sort of darker pigment here and there. Um, I have to look it up in Dusty Rhodes book again because he sort of explains it briefly in a paragraph. But basically, hypo and albino get used interchangeably a lot. It is actually albino. Uh, and I don't know where it came from, but I'm sure that information exists out there somewhere. Um that was thought to be the only like morph in Baird's, but uh, I think it's Tim Splucker 
has an annery or what's thought to be an annery. And that thing is freaking cool, man. Let me see if I can find it. Send it. It's so slow. All right. I'm just going to look it up on my phone because it's faster. And I'm afraid my computer's going to crash. It's hard. And I think uh, that is, as far as we know, like the only Annery Bairds in existence. Um, not to say that some have been produced in the past and maybe either people just didn't tell anybody or maybe they just disappeared into the ether, like into obscurity. But uh, as far as I'm aware, this is the only one that is out there. And I'm pretty sure Tim's the only one that has it. And I don't know if there's any more. I don't know if he produced it. I'm just going to find the picture and save it and send it to you there, Philip. Do it. <laughs> Got a, yeah, there we go. Like this with either that albino or the Loma Altas, like I'd be so curious to see what, what that does. And I mean, I say that as, I say that as a guy, um, yeah, I guess it doesn't have a, a red pupil, Cox. It's more just like an orangish. But I love, I mean, the albinos are nice because they, they, like, their scales look like they're made of pearl. Like, what's normally that silver color is like this pearl white. It's not stark white. It's just this sort of. So before, before I put this up here, I'm just going to preface. When Ryan Cox sees this animal, He's going to immediately fall in love because I have never seen a snake that looks quite like this. And it very much reminds me of a Cape file snake. Yeah, that's probably a good. Boom. So as far as we know, that's the only annery that exists. Um, Black eyes like a doll's I, eyes. I would love to have more information on it. I have a feeling if I messaged him and asked him, I probably wouldn't get much information. So I don't know. We'll see. But just like Billy, like I'm curious as far as like the origin, you know, what counties, you know, what areas did that, that come from uh, genetically? And, you know, whether or not it's like other anneries, which I believe is just a simple recessive, um, but I'm not a genetics guy. I couldn't tell you if it is or isn't, but I'm assuming. So when it comes to morphs and stuff, I'm a complete idiot. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, man. I mean, we're like, we're not morph people, you know, so it's, it's difficult at times. So this is, and that's, this is, I guess it's kind of like bear, uh, not bear, it's brettles in a sense where it's like, we don't have a whole lot of morphs and stuff, but, like with things like this popping up and then you have the albinos, um, you know, that's like, we're just scratching the surface. Like this sort of does open the doors more to what else could happen. You know, other things that could come of it. So Cox says that's just an anery tessera. <laughs> yeah. Well, <clears throat> 
It's also not a super dwarf retic, you nerd. <laughs> Retics. <laughs> so. <sighs> yeah. How what's have you we talked about the Gila's last like last week? Uh, don't even get me Rob. started. Like it's, you've kind of you've kind of yeah you missed I, your I, window. No, I don't think I I don't think I did everything right. I mean, maybe I'm second guessing myself. You know, Rob told me I did everything right, and Reed told me I did everything right. But the problem is, I didn't. I know. I I know Rob. Rob, when he told me that I did everything right, he basically he meant the way that I went about it was correct, and that I was you know helicopter mom, and I was overreacting, and he's probably a hundred percent correct. But I know for a fact. I did not cool them down enough. I did not have them down cold enough. I did not have the daily increase and then decrease. And I think the girl's just, she's just like, I don't want to do it this year. I'm out. So I'm going to try like probably what's today? Today's Monday. I'll probably try two more times this week. And if I don't get any legitimacy out of it, I'm just going to wait till next year and get like, and build a real chiller because yeah. And Brad, your weather's all kinds of funky. So, like, I imagine yours woke up. So, unless you force them to wake up, you know. So, I think it also has to do with the fact that you know I'm having really, really weird weather here. And even though the room is climate controlled, they still know what's going on outside to a certain. Yeah, point. and like the pressures and stuff change. Yeah, like I mean, it's it's like 54 right now, and yesterday was 86. So, hmm. I don't know. Ryan Cox says, "Am I a tapes or a CD kind of guy?" Don't no. do it. You're walking. You're walking right into it. You're walking into the. It's a trap. Don't do it. I know where this. It's is a going. trap. Yeah, I'm not touching that one. Cough, cough, cough. Uh. I muted it. Could you hear me? No, I just made that sound effect for everyone else. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I've been uh, since I was seven. Uh, no, no, no. It hasn't been seven. Jesus. <laughs> okay, seven and a half. Sorry. <laughs> I do tell people that this my voice is not... First of all, it doesn't sound this bad earlier in the day. And in the second time, it's because I talk all day for a living. And then I sounded marginally like this when I was like 15. So... You came it's out not, the womb with a beard in that voice. It's not from smoking, I swear. <laughs> Brad said no force, they ate right away. Which, speaking of eat right away, you know what's been weird is of those cyania, I have one baby that has eaten every time I offered it a mouse. Like, Why are you, had, are you saying it like that? It's I like haven't God's had... Sin. I haven't had to do anything with that snake. I literally drop in a, a live pinky or even a frozen thawed one. It's taken a frozen thawed for me too, and it disappears. It's gone. That's it, man. Blessed. And then the other one has been kind of like it took a frozen thawed one randomly, and then the third one is still like you're gonna have to force me because I'm not eating a damn thing. So <clears throat> hold back. That one actually is not. That the one that is eating regularly is actually going to go to our boy Thomas Irvin. Oh, okay. All right. Hello. What's up, princess? Nothing. What are you doing? 
I'm just getting ready for bed. Because we got school from home because we're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Patient zero. Damn it. Thank you. Too cute. Too freaking cute. Yeah, so that one's going to go to Thomas. The other two uh, I'm planning to send to Terry Burwell. Um, nice. And then I have that other clutch hatching in March. So, you know, everyone's like, are you going to hold any back? And it's like, I really don't plan to. I have my pair. If something interesting pops out, like something that maybe looks a little different, maybe I'll hold on to it. You know, I don't don't know. When it comes to those, I mean, I really don't see the, you know, unless you have a pair that's just got a lot of blue to them or a lot of black. I just, you know. Yeah, I also feel like that's a species. and, And before I say this, I don't mean to diminish the amazingness and the colors and the vibrance of the species, but I f- <clears throat> excuse me. I feel like a species like that that is very monochromatic. There's, there's, n- there's not a lot of variation. Yeah, it's like monochromatic. Like it's not banded. It doesn't have stripes. It doesn't. I don't have- know. I mean, my male does have like a good bit of a black. Like he yeah, looks but, interesting, but, but the but female the, the, is just green. Yeah, but the f- the flecking is there, but it's not. Uh, uh, it's not something that you're going to necessarily intentionally breed for. It's something I would if I saw like if I had another female that looked like him, I would I would okay. see that. But okay. I don't know. It's just one of those it's a species where you you know, they all they all look like a cyania, you know, it's so but yeah, I mean as Jeff is saying, they're so beautiful you don't need anything more. And he's yeah. right, because like very true. My male has a lot of blue in his face and it's very like it's hard to pick up sort of on camera, but after they shed it's like God, you know, and, just, and dude, the eyes—the yeah. eyes remind me of like a gecko's eyes, like just crazy mm-hmm. cryptic eyes. Awesome. Do you have yeah. uh, recent pictures of the babies or no? Uh, I had two of the three shed the other day. Throw them up, bro. Like this one that's been eating really well. I mean, knock on wood. I don't think that one's going to give Thomas too much trouble. We'll see. I don't, I don't know. I'm sending it now. And then the Bairds that I got at the Atlanta show that Casey bought me. Because it's good to have friends. Yeah, I mean, Billy's right. And he said, hold back some. You have, you know, you have backups in case something happens to the adults and build a group. That's true. Um, but even then, I mean, we're talking about, I'd be holding on to like two max. I'm sure I could just inbreed them into oblivion until I get an albino or something. So I was going Mine to f- breed. I was going to throw up the picture of the, or the video, excuse me, of the Timors eating, but I'm on the older laptop and it won't translate the video from the new iPhone. So that's kind of poopy. But I do have pictures, but the pictures are anticlimactic. It's just a snake eating a mouse, you know. Why are you using the old laptop when you have the new one? Because the the old laptop is dirty and beat up and scratched up and it's a bigger screen and it has a conventional headphone jack. 
So I, if like it gets ash on it or if it starts, the sprinklers start going off or whatever, I really yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Billy said, uh, or trade for new bloodlines, which is also a good point. So. That's a good point. We'll see. I'd rather trade for other Boyga. Cough, it's cough. True. Mangroves, Melanota, Dendrophila, cough, cough. <laughs> Divergence, cough. <laughs> is Matt and or Terry listening? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Terry didn't hear listen to the Rob Stone episode, but I doubt he's here live. Well, seeing as how I'm babysitting so many different animals for individuals, which is not not a complaint, just a fact. I want to throw this up there. This is one of the radiateds. This is one of the radiateds that <laughs> belongs to Billy. Where is the photo? Here's the photo, and it just shed and like. I love the little white stitching. Like, it's awesome. It just reminds me of like a quilted sweater, you know? Oh, yeah. I dig those, man. It's, I love the, the lines around the eye, which I'm sure is why they're called radiated. But yeah, that just, I don't know. Just, that's like an iconic, one of those iconic Asian species. Those lines. You know, Billy loves those lines. Oh, yeah. I like that too. I don't. I kind of like how it just stops right here, and it doesn't like fade away. But then again, it also annoys me because it just stops it abruptly. <laughs> right? It doesn't fade off into the distance. Yep. Yeah. That's all it's you almost, get. It's like someone just took an eraser and was just like, Meh. <laughs> got bored and stopped. Yeah. <laughs> Miguel said, "In your camera settings, go to formats. Make sure the most compatible is selected. Apple uses a weird file type when taking pictures and videos." All right. So camera settings format. Hang on. Like showing your grandpa how to turn on the Wi-Fi. Yeah, you're right. Grandpa. Hmm. Hello. What is that? It's a drawing. Mm, look at this. Pretty. Wonderful. It's a drawing. It's a drawing. It's very attractive. I made. This is art. I color inside the lines. And I used to like, <laughs> I used to like, um, scribble. Dom wants to know what six times four is. <laughs> that right there made my night. <laughs> <laughs> She's just bailing. She's like, bye. Henry said those lines make them taste better. <laughs> what is six times four? 24. Jesus. Yee. Math was never my forte. I can't even find the camera settings in this laptop. What OS is it running? Oh, I don't know. It's old. Um, hold on a second. Snow About this man. Oh, I'm on 10.11.6. El Capitan. Mm, that's not the newer one. No, it's not. 
We're on 11.1 Big Sur. I don't know where they come up with the names for these things. Like the whole cat thing back in the day, that made sense. But now it's like El Capitan, Big Sur, like S-U-R. Like it's literally Big Sur. I'm like, what is that even? I mean, maybe it's a tech thing and I don't know. But I think it's just a California thing and we don't know. Maybe. Don't California my Florida, bro. <clears throat> Well, I give up on this because it's killing our show. Sorry. I'm back. <laughs> I said it's 24. It's a confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I like Brad. 64. No, 46. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> keep it simple. Right? Oh, man. So oh, I, man. While I was sick, I brought out the bears and corns from cooling. Nice. Um, I was going to wait until Valentine's Day, but I was reading the Baird's chapter for the like 50,000th time in the Subak book, and it said like 60 days, and I was pretty much right at around 60 days, a little over, a little under. So I just said to go ahead and pull them. Um, a, out of boredom, and B, like they've done their time. I think they got cool enough for long enough, and the uh, I've been feeding them. So I fed them once. I need to feed them again. I was going to do it today, but I didn't have time. So excited to to see what will happen this year. Yeah, man, it's good. Um, Jance and I are kind of the big goal for the year, as Sorry. they should be. Like, going to try and make something happen with those. I'm going to move that female into the. Uh, what was that female's chondro setup? Um, my biggest concern, and I'm pretty sure we, I don't know if we talked about it on air, off air with Rob Thursday is like kind of what we talked about with moving snakes into, you know, upgrades and then them struggling and not adjusting well. So that's Jansen. I do strike me as a, as a species that if you do make any major change, they're probably not going to take well to it. Um, but at the same time, I can also see him really just for whatever reason doing fine and not really caring as long as all the stuff is there and sort of in the general same placement as it was in the previous tub. Right. So <clears throat> interested to see what happens there. Uh, I did put the mail in with the female for it was about a week, a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, but when I pulled him, they were in completely different hides. I don't know if... Uh, Anything happened there? I've been kind of waiting to see if a shed randomly pops up on the female. So we'll see. <clears throat> I do notice the male is starting to get a lot more black coming in, like in the in the back where they fade from that cream to that black color. He's yeah. got a lot more black coming in. So now they don't have any kind of seasonal darkening or anything, do they? No, I mean, given where they come from, they'd, they'd have a wet and dry season. Like, you could probably food cycle them. Everything I've read said that you can pretty much breed them year-round. Um, what's interesting is, like, double clutching and and multiple pairings of a, of a female uh, are actually pretty common in the oxycephalum, so the red-tailed green rats. Um, but in Jance and I, it seems like they just pair once a year, like one clutch, one year. So thought that was kind of interesting. Um, 
and I don't think it's it's getting the eggs isn't isn't what I'm kind of worried about. It's incubation. Like that seems to be the the biggest challenge is that sweet spot of humidity. Um, you know, making sure they're not getting too dry, making sure they're not getting too wet. Uh, but I'm really I'm aiming to pretty much do exactly what I've been doing with those boiga eggs. Uh, I mean, given that they're they're operating in very similar sort of habitats and things, I think that might work well. Um, we'll see. I mean, the the there's a guy uh, he's on Instagram. I don't I should look it up. It's uh, like sawfish reptiles. He breeds a lot of really cool stuff, and I actually really want to get him on the podcast. Um, let me see. He recently hatched out some some Jance and I not that long ago, and I asked him how that was, and and he said they're you know they're actually not that not that hard to to do. Like the internet kind of tells you that they're they're really difficult and and hard to get babies out of, but apparently that's not the case. So we're gonna find out. Uh, I think he's produced them multiple times, so we'll see. Nice. Phil looks like um oh what's the guy from Star Wars? The really old evil guy. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine? <laughs> Theme of the night, huh? Theme of the night. I mean I said it looked like Darth Darth Maul. I thought that was cooler, but hey, good. Yeah. Apparently you get old guy. Emperor yeah. Palpatine. I like I like Darth Lapis the most. Garth Lap is, is going to be my... You get that dude. as a tattoo, dude. If I ever get back into gaming, that's going to be my screen name. Dorothy Lapis. Darth Lapis. I think it's something with the, like, the mustache. Palpatine didn't have a mustache? I know, but it's like... I don't know. He was old and wrinkly. He was old and wrinkly. But you are not old and wrinkly. I just, well, thank you. You're giving me the vibe. Digging thank in you. It sounds like a backpedal to me. Yep. What is it? Tongue shovel. I'm <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing the guinea shuffle. <clears throat> if only I had Jedi powers. Something, something, dark side. Thank you, yeah. Dallas. I am glad to be feeling better. Hey, what's up, Vic? <clears throat> yeah, Vic is here, too. Ooh, okay, I gotta go. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. Tell her to bring you ice cream. I want ice cream. Justin's muted because he doesn't want us to hear his home life. Uh, I was trying to get her to bring me some water. I'm thirsty. Oh, <laughs> how funny it would be if you were actually asking her for ice cream? <laughs> I, I told her you wanted ice cream, but she ignored me. Of course she did. Sorry, if I was there, she would be a wonderful host and she would provide me with ice cream. <laughs> Brad says he hasn't touched a game since Atari. <laughs> That's amazing, Brad. Damn. <laughs> I have. Uh, Vic asked if I've seen any of Cloud Colubert's videos. Um, I did. I saw him filming at Daytona, so I checked out those videos when he did it. And then he, uh, Phil saw those grow out bins that I have for mice, the white ones that I got yes. from Reptile Basics. I yes. came across those through his video, and that's what inspired me to go get some. So, Yeah, those things are awesome. I love them, dude. Yeah. I, I was telling everybody when you got here, like, I spent three hours earlier today in, in Georgia down in Rinkin in Savannah getting rodent supplies. I, we did. We already talked about that. Oh. Not like that. 
They saw it. They like it. I like it. I like it too. I feel like I missed something. Red velvet cakes. My oh. cart. Oh, the cart. Yeah. Yes. Now I can pull it out and vacuum, and the carpet looks brand new and nice and not crusted with bedding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Vic said he got a pair of Exanthic Subox, which is awesome. So, nice. Um, which speaking Correct. of Subox, I sent I sent Chris's Christmas Mountain alternative today. Do you need more water, sir? No, I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. I saw Vic put up those uh, milk snakes today. That, those are stellar looking. Stellar. <laughs> Matt Moses gave me a peek with Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, when I was sick and stuck at home, I don't think I've played that much Grand Theft Auto since I was about 13. Nice. I, uh, I actually went to Dave & Buster's recently on a date, and uh, there, was, those, there was... What are those like? Oh, it was a, sh it was a shit show. Normally, or because of COVID? Just in general. I've in never general, been are they they're, like, they're a lot of fun. Adult Chuck E. Cheese. It's an adult Chuck E. Cheese, and I'll tell you, the one that I went to was chock full of children, which in the past has not been the case for me. Because you figure you're going there on like a Friday night for like, let's say a date. You're going there at nine o'clock, you know, after dinner kind of thing to get drinks and, and play video games. And there's just kids running everywhere. Maybe that's just a Miami thing. I don't know. But I'll tell you, we did not stay long because it was not exactly COVID friendly, if you catch my drift. Um, people had masks, but still, like, they're not sanitizing games and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Yeah, but I did play Pac-Man for the first time in twenty-something years, and that game was really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, like it speeds it, up. It, I was like, "What yeah, the hell?" I, mean, it, I it remember that. Kind of is a little difficult. Yeah. <laughs> Tom said to you, "Bring her to Dave and Buster's before or after you chop down a tree together." That's hilariously horrible. I didn't chop the tree down. That wasn't me. You know, like people were like, oh, I have this friend, and uh, no, and it's really me. I mean, it's not me. No, it was not me. It was actually my friend. Uh, anyway. And I played a video game where you sit in the booth, and you have the laser gun, and you're shooting zombies, and the thing rumbles and makes noise in your ears. And That thing was scary, man. I'm not about all that zombie shit anymore. No, it's too too realistic now. Yeah, like shit popping out of me. It's like ugh, ugh. <laughs> See, that's why I don't go to like Halloween Horror Nights at Disney or Universal or anything. Because yeah, I'm, I'm not big on like because I'll uh, stab someone. Yeah, I mean, well, that's, the, I mean, in the neck. my problem is is like I when I get scared, I just like throw a fist out. Don't know where it's gonna go. Don't know where it's gonna land. I just throw one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and like Katie's, I, I accidentally. Well, I guess it was accidental. Just tell the story. I chopped Katie in the throat one night because she jumped out and scared me, and <laughs> my hand just randomly shot out. It's a complete <laughs> response, yeah. And I, I mean, she was laughing as she was like choking. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's horrible. Oh I, god. Danielle's here. She's seen me do it. She's. I've actually. I think I punched Danielle too. She jumped out <laughs> and scared me, and I just throw a. Throw a punch. One-two combination. 
because that's gonna stop this. So like that's like that video of that kid that pops out of the trash can and then that kid like turns around and just absolutely decks him, just out of like a pure instinct response. Yes, like, yes. Like that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> it was like in high school or whatever. He like pops out of a recycling yeah, bin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. So that's oh, why geez. I don't I don't do like haunted houses and stuff where there's people mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Like everyone loves, like we have Scarewinds. Like Carowinds is the closest park we have, and so they do Scarewinds every year in Halloween, and it's a big deal. And everyone, you know, loves that. So <clears throat> I ain't down with it. And uh, Ben, I don't know if it was the one with the heart monitor because I was too busy shooting off screen to reload to and worried about getting a slap in the face by demonic zombies. So that was not a thought in my mind. Clearly, I wasn't actually playing the game. And then I, you, have that, you have that thought go through your mind. It's like, do I get more points than the girl? Do I not get more points than the girl? You know, do I let her win? Do I not let I her think win? All bets are off. Well, we played a hunting game. I, I, we played a hunting game where it's like, you know, you're in Africa shooting kudu or you're in Alaska and you're looking for muskox or some shit. I don't know. And I'm actually aiming with the plastic gun. <laughs> And I was getting points. I wasn't doing good because I'm horrible at games like that. But she definitely was not pleased the fact that I had like 12 points and she had zero. But that's okay. I felt bad. That's life in the NFL. Yeah, right? Sorry, kid. Slap in the bushveld. I, I think there's a reason we don't have one of those here in Beaufort because of the, the Marine Corps recruiting depot in oh, Paris yeah. Island. And I feel like that would... You get a bunch of drunk Marines and a Dave and Buster's, man. I feel like it's just an absolute free-for-all. Yeah. We have a, we have a, a Buffalo Wild Wing here, and I feel like that's that's what it gets like on a Friday night, especially if there's a fight, like Conor McGregor, like UFC fight night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like place is already loud enough as is. I'll bet you it's just an absolute nut house. It's just a shit show of drunken shenanigans and fighting. Cheese curds. I don't understand that. It's so gross to me, man. What's? It's Billy said, like, I never let Anita win. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's a savage. Fucking love Billy. Cheese curds, <laughs> man. It's it's gross, is what it is. What do you mean it's gross? It's just it's fried cheese. It's not fried cheese. It isn't like rotten cheese. No, it's just it's literally curd. like balls of of fried cheese. I thought it was like rotten cheese, like curd, no. like curds and whey. I mean, if it the, is, the curds I'll... from the whey are disgusting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, was I'm not a Miss chef. Muffet? I just know they're Muffet. good. Little Miss Muffet was a dirty, gross bitch eating them curds and whey. <laughs> Long came a spider, flicked her in the forehead, and said, "Stop eating rotten dairy." Brad said, went to a David Buster's one time down in Denver, never again. How is that Connecticut? It's exquisite. I just relived. I'm at the back third now, and I was trying to pick out the notes in the middle. And I'm a middle note kind of guy, like second, third. And it's it's funky, man. Like I can't put my mm. finger on it, you know, but... 
It's still light. It's still airy. It's but not it's like bitter. Flavorful. It's flavor. It's not bitter yeah. at all in the least capacity. Yep. And like, I almost want to. It almost has like an almond butteriness to it. Almost. Yes, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like, uh, think, like to get into cigar speak, I guess for this episode, like. You see that in magazines and stuff all the time with cigar reviews, magazines, online reviews, whatever. Like they have their little section where they list the notes and stuff like that. And to me, because I mean, like general ones like that, like you get a lot of cigars that have like a leathery sort of like a leathery note. So it tastes like the right. smell of leather, I guess, is the best sure. way to explain it. Uh, sure, sure. Like cedary, like woody, um, like nuts, like almonds, like some spice. <clears throat> Those are all fine. I don't have any issues with those. It's when they get broken down into like, uh, uh, what's the, I don't know the best way to describe it. Like oddly specific to where, uh, it's just kind of ridiculous. Where they're like, yeah. I get I get hints of, you know, Godiva, dark chocolate from the year two thousand. Like yeah. aged, like it's when you get into stuff. It's like, come, give me a break. Or like, or like, you know, lightly salted Moroccan chestnut. Yeah, yeah. It's like, stuff like, like excuse that. me, what? Like, seriously, the more I think about it, me saying almond butter, I think almond butter is a pretty good. It's keto. creamy. I mean, it's a creamy cigar. Yeah, exactly. It is a creamy. So when cigar. you add that almondiness to it, that's you yeah, you get that. Yeah, yeah, and you know, obviously we have different points of our tongue that receive different tastes. You know what I mean? Like sours will part, sweets will part. And I like it when I can, I can get multiple notes from one draw. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just, I don't just taste tobacco. I don't just taste chocolate. I don't just taste the spice. Well, the other, I mean, the, the other issue I have with, with that, and I know I've talked about it before is like, when you put those notes in there, there's almost like a confirmation bias. Like if I told you that cigar is going to be a little peppery, like it's going to be like white pepper. Sure. Now your brain is going to be looking for white pepper and I can almost guarantee you it's going to find it. And you're going to be okay. like, Oh yeah, it tastes like white pepper. And so like yeah. when people ask me what a cigar tastes like, I don't like to tell them like that. Kind yeah. Of stuff. It's yeah, like, can't. if you tell them that they're going to taste it, right. it's going to happen, you know, just cause their brain's going to be doing like that placebo effect on them. Sure. Uh, you know, so I tell people like general, like the large, like I guess I break it down almost like a pyramid. So like you have those base notes, which are going to be the bigger, obvious ones, like creamy almonds, mm -hmm. maybe some pepper, and then it'll get broken down a little further. And then you get to that smaller section that they, you know, the, the magazines and the reviewers talk about where it's like, you know, the, the salted Moroccan chestnuts and yeah, you know, yeah. uh, like honey and dates and weird stuff like that. I don't know, but yeah. And, and certain things, if they said, if I smoked the cigar and I was like, that was good, I got a lot of flavor out of that. And then I read the notes as like, I'm like right now I've got like a little bit left. I read the notes in that last third of the smoke or that last quarter of the smoke. I'll be, I'll read it. I'll go, you know what? They're right. I can get that. I can get this, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like if someone told me, oh man, you're going to like that. It's, it's, a, it's, you know, Cameroon, but it's, it's got a good amount of spice to it. The placebo is still possibly there in my mind, but it's not nowhere near as bad as if they're like, you're going to get notes of white chocolate 
and you know Moroccan sea salt. And like then my mind is going like, where's the, where's the salt? Where's the salt? Where, where's the? Well, that yeah. And I mean, I don't I don't like a <laughs> telling people those like those notes specifically because to I mean I don't know about you, but to me like the the fun is like not knowing Ooh. what you expect and what you're supposed to get out. Sure, of it. sure. Mm-hmm. It's like someone giving you a present and then telling you what's inside. It's kind of yes. like yes. why'd you wrap it? You know, like, I don't want to know those things. Just give me a general profile of, you know, I can, ex- if it's something like a, you know, a sun-grown, um, like that Rocky Patel sun-grown Maduro, like, I can expect that to be strong. I can expect yeah. that to be rich. I can expect, you know, A, B, and C from from just that wrapper in general, because that's kind of the general profile of that wrapper. <clears throat> so, I don't really want to know what some other guy said it tastes like. Because that's the other issue is everyone's palate's different. You know, my definition of rich and maybe something smooth, which is what I would describe like a, you know, a Liga number nine yes. could be someone's like someone's definition of just too strong, like too much. Yeah, too, too you know? And then yeah. you're, you're getting down into the like everyone's palate's different. And then you have a very small section of the population that has like what they call super palates, which can taste all those minute weird notes that they're saying in these reviews. But the problem is, is that's such a small portion that most of these people are going to, you know, they're going to read that and then they're going to be looking for it. Like you were talking about, and then they're not going to get it. Like they either will get it or they won't. And if they won't, they're going to be like, well, this is crap. It doesn't taste like anything but a cigar. And I mean, that could just be a newer smoker, you know, who doesn't, who hasn't had like sort of the spectrum of, of wrappers and and blends and stuff to know what's going on. Um, Or it could be like a guy like you and I, where what they said, we, you can expect, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but retro hailing has a lot to do with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause when you just puff on it, you're only using a, you know, a fraction of your taste buds when you retrohale, which is like I've explained before, like you, ex- you exhale that smoke through your nose. You're not inhaling it, but you're, you're blowing the smoke out of your nose. You're getting a lot, activating a lot more of your taste buds and you're using more of your olfactory system and you get, I mean, you'll be amazed at how much flavor, uh, comes out of a cigar. It does take practice. It does burn. It is, you know. Yeah, but I think I think people also have it in their mind. It's way worse than it really is. You know, I don't retro inhale a lot simply because, especially this time of the year, I get bad sinuses, and it's honestly it's going to irritate my sinuses to the point where I'm going to get pretty bad post nasal drip. That's just me. But I still retro inhale because I just don't do it a lot. Because it's I still just, want, almost, I want all that. You know, that's it's almost like a different comes. cigar. Yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah. It's, like it's amazing when someone told me that, and I was like, "Yeah, right, I did it." And I was like, "Oh, like then it made sense." Yeah, you know, it's you know, especially if you're doing it with something sort of complex, like something like a T52, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know about you guys, but it's part of that confirmation bias. Someone was like, "Yeah, they kind of taste like banana," and like when you <laughs> retrohale it, and you think about it. Like there is, it is like oddly there is like a banana, like a almost like a peppery banana kind of thing going on with it, yeah. um, or at least there was at one point. It could have just been that batch or that year or whatever. But yeah, it's almost like um, like a like a hepaweizen. For those of you who drink beer, you know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of hepaweizens that are uh, almost I don't want to say citrusy, but they definitely have like a bananainess to them, if that's even a word. And a lot of people don't pick up on it because they're not. They're not focusing mm-hmm. on the flavor at hand. They're just thinking, oh, this is a good beer. You know, and I'm not a big beer guy. I'm not an IPA guy. Like, I'm not a craft beer guy, but like I, I try to pick up on 
the minute notes of things, probably from smoking cigars. And like, now that I'm thinking about it, right now is when it's getting a little warm. Right now is when I would expect the bitterness to come in. But because it's such a good Connecticut, I'm not getting that yet. But I am getting, and this is this is one of those funky ones that I'm getting like, um, you know when you get the mixed nuts like around Christmas time? I'm getting Brazil nut. Like I still have the creaminess, but I'm getting I'm getting Brazil nut. Which which is because I feel like that's not like it's not sweet. It's almost burnt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also find that, you know, if you're if you're doing something while you're smoking, you're not paying attention to the flavors, and you're really like I find myself doing that all the yeah. time. Where I'll be I'll be at work and I'll be watching something, or I'll be doing something on the computer, like working on the magazine or whatever, and I'll smoke, and I like you don't really taste anything when you're just not focusing on it. But as soon as you stop and you take you know you take a puff, you're like, oh, like you almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's just funny how your brain sort of turns that off and on. Kind of like when you're watching TV for an extended period of time and like everything around that TV just sort of like disappears. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it, it's not until you, you break that concentration that you realize that you literally could like your mind just saw the screen and nothing else around it. Right. It's, it's tunnel vision <laughs> or, in the, or in the case of like when we're smoking, it's reverse tunnel vision. You know, you're you're focusing on other things and not the actual task that you're supposed to be enjoying per se. You know, and like you know, Colgan's saying about whiskey and like whiskey, I think is way more subjective than cigars because you're actually tasting it. But there's so many people that either just drink whiskey quick, you know, or they don't. I don't want to say that sound like a fucking snob, but they don't know how to really drink whiskey. So they're not harnessing all the goodness that can come out of it. Like wine. Like wine. Yeah. Yep. Like wine. So what yeah. I think it's crazy is when Dan sends pictures of him, you know, driving his truck for work with a stogie and a monster. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great. Miguel says Vildemir, Vildemir. I don't know that one. I'm not a big beer guy. Yeah, I have I, I have my my choice things, you know. I mean, I I really outside of Daytona, like I really don't drink. I'll have a beer like every now and then, like very rarely, I'll have a beer at work. But like liquors and stuff, I'm kind of I don't know. I just. I, like the wedding, I had a little bit at the wedding, not much. I had like a drink. Yeah, but you also, you're not, how do I phrase this? You had enough drink at the wedding to be sociable, to relax, but you didn't drink stupid because you wanted to be part of your wedding. You wanted, I to, wanted remember, to remember it. Yeah. You wanted to remember it. You wanted to socialize and mingle with everyone and make the rounds, you know? And that's that's the best part. I mean, I really didn't, honestly. I was completely content sitting down and smoking there in the little smoker's corner at the cigar which, table which you, night. you did you did a, a good amount i would have just parked my ass in a seat and sat there the entire night and <laughs> fine with that yeah and ryan cox puts a, a good a good thing too is coffee, coffee. Isn't it? Isn't it a big one? and like coffee is 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 in the same realm um have you seen the flavor wheels for coffee it's atrocious but 
let me give everyone an idea of what you're kind of dealing like what we're talking about as far as like cigars too yeah. like they have flavor wheels for cigars but they're not nearly as yeah sane as coffee ones flavor flavor of course is the first thing that comes up of course but just going while well, you find that just going off the coffee too is like i love coffee i love all different types of coffee um i don't care if it's the most atrocious bitter thing you've ever had or it's literally just like coffee flavored milk you know i, I love all different coffees and I pull, I pull a lot of notes of coffee out of tobacco. And I think, for me, they definitively go hand in hand. Look at this nightmare. So this is kind of like what I was talking about, though. Like, it, it has, like, you have your what main, like, your main flavors. And then it kind of breaks down even further th from that. But cigars, I feel like, aren't even anywhere close to this. No. I mean, some people may say they are. I don't think they are. So when I talk about like giving some people notes, I'm talking about sticking in like this main, like savory, spice, yeah. uh, nuts, sweet and sugary, chocolatey, dried fruit is another big one in cigars, um, citrus, floral, you know, earthy, that's a big one. So yeah. like the main ones, like all these other little ones around the outside, I could care less about because there's a very good chance I'm probably not going to taste those and neither are you. Uh, unless you're just one of those people that has a very sensitive palate and can pick up on those things. But yeah, this is just insane. It's like, I, I don't know. And I also think that, by the way, Mr. Poole, you are completely correct. Bourbon meat, the best. Um, I also think that the same way that people say, oh, you're a smoker, you can't smell this. You know, yeah, I'm sure there is sensory, you know, diminishment because of smoking, but I feel like the way that we pick up, for lack of a better synonym, the notes of the tobacco is the same way that they pick up the notes of the coffee or the food or whatever it is that they're into because right. they're selectively thinking about it, they're looking for it, you know. Red wine from a cardboard box. Hey, man, some of the best wine are boxed. <laughs> The Brad said uh, he was watching Feely's channel before he had Paul McIntyre on. He said he gets as fired up as Cody. We should get him on, which he was on recently. He was on like episode 60. Yeah, he was. Because I think that was like the episode that we didn't even have anything like planned. And then yeah. Paul, and then we got Cody, and then we got Scott. And then yeah. I love getting like it's it's fun to just let Paul go. Like bring yeah. him on, bring up like mention a name and just let him go. Unleash the hounds. <laughs> That's right. Whoops. <laughs> and Dead. Cody. I mean, Cody's rants are great too. So yeah. Colgan says, Psh, I got another 10 hours of work. <laughs> That's a lot of smokes, man. It's a lot of snow. It's a lot of, he did have a lot of snow. I saw that. Wait, we're talking, sitting here talking about, about alcohols and stuff, and Ben works at a at a brewery, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. With that magnificent beard of his. Which one? Are we publicly saying that or no? Ben Frames. I, don't know. I meant which brewery. Oh, I don't know. I want to like we said something about White Claw one night, and he was like, "Yeah, we make that." So maybe one of the bigger ones. Okay. Honestly, I'm not sure. I'm sure. Maybe Ben will chime in, but. So my employer has been kind enough to buy snacks and drinks for my shop since COVID started. And uh, it's awesome. He's there. Him and his wife are fantastic. And uh, 
when they go, he has a restaurant depot card because he does a lot of cooking and stuff and he used to own restaurants or whatever. Yeah. Um, he goes and gets like the big thing of Coca-Cola, gets the big thing of water and juices and all kinds of stuff, coffee. And he had a thing of White Claw. And I caught him. I was like, I see that White Claw in the back seat. What are you doing? What, what are you doing? He's like, dude, it's delicious. Ain't this no guy, laws when you're drinking claws. He is, he is a he is he's taller than you, Justin, <laughs> and bigger than you. And it's hilarious to see this large man with this teeny little can. He's like, this seltzer's delicious. You know? <laughs> he said Guinnessee. So they do mics okay. and seagrams. Nice. Nice. I do enjoy me some seagrams. I don't. I have the whole like seltzer thing. I I can't. I don't. I mean, I'm not a fan of like Lacroix. Katie loves Lacroix, but she's also white, so of course she does. <laughs> uh, and just like that, just like salt water with a white claws. The Zima remake. That's actually it, not, not. Zima is so much better than white claws. Sorry, Ben, <laughs> but Zima is delicious. He said white claws gross. So Smirnoff is. A knockoff of the Zima. There, I said. Poor Loco. Oh, Worst God. experience of my life. <laughs> no, I got I got one better. Man, oh, four logos are so bad, dude. This is before Four Locos was a thing. I was vending the Columbia show with Jay Eaton. And <laughs> I, he's like, hey man, why don't you go down to the gas station and get us some beer? So like I walked down, that's like a motel, like strip mall motel. I walked down to the corner where the gas station was and I get like a six pack of yingling or something normal. And they had in Columbia, you guys have forties. We're not allowed to have forties in Florida. Yep. You have like 30, 32 ounces or whatever. Really? Yeah, it's, there's no 49.9 ounces. Something <laughs> like that. And uh, there was King Cobra malt liquor. King Cobra. And at the time, well, you can still a- get that down here everywhere. You can go to any gas station, and get King Cobra. <laughs> At the time, Jay actually had a bunch of King Cobras, and uh, I got us two bottles, two forties. And I was like, "When in Rome, you know, we're at a snake show, South Carolina," and it was the most disgusting liquid I've ever put in my mouth on purpose, dude. When I worked for Budweiser, that was one of ours, and I had to stock the shelves on it. And the amount that we sold was just ridiculous. And I mean, I guess that's one of those things where it's like, if you want to get as drunk as possible for as cheap as possible, that's the where I, you know, that's the route to go. I don't know why it sold as well as it did. <laughs> he said, Ben said they don't make forties anymore. Oh, well, there you go. This was a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, we still have them here. I gotta, I gotta find a picture of it because it's just that good. King Cobra Malt Liquor. King Cobra Malt Liquor near me. <laughs> Apparently, other people want it too. Ugh. No, he said not the forty. The King Cobra. Oh, okay. 40 ounce old English was my very first beer, Vic said. Oh, yeah. Uh, I had four loco one night, and I just remember I was so tired and I wanted to go to sleep. But because of the caffeine, I couldn't fall asleep. I just had that, like, that buzz. Like, when you have caffeine, you try to go to sleep, but there's just, like, that sort of that just constant, mm-hmm. like, Nee-. 
going on in your brain? And uh, it was it was horrible, dude. It was a nightmare. And that's not even like this is like some new logo. <laughs> Show the old one there. I'm trying to find the old one. The oh, old ad is that Billy D? Oh no. no, he did the Colt 45. That's like want to be Billy D. Don't let oh, the smooth taste fool you. <laughs> So horrible. <laughs> oh my god, look at this. <laughs> and they got the whitest guy possible to do that. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I, I mean it's almost a disgrace to, to King Cobras all over the world. It is. Unless you're talking about ones that are spitting with a rattle and forty feet long and Pat Marina's trying to fight them away. <laughs> Oh man, this show just spiraled tonight in so many directions. <laughs> Anyways, oh, on the the topic of reptiles, I'm ready to breed some corns. I don't. I'm like I'm way more excited about that whole here's a project. Like I hate. I don't know about you. Yes, but I absolutely hate the word project when it comes to breeding plans, but there's no other word for it that I can find that works. No, it, but that's the thing is it is a project. It's no different than if you're going to do you know, a I, model airplane or you're going to paint your house. It's, it's a project. I know, but it just what bothers me. And, and there's no other word. We've, we've taken the word I'm about to say, we've taken this word and we've unilaterally used it to define successful breeding to have the female produce offspring that is viable. And that is the word produce. Oh, you produce that clutch of Gila monsters. Oh, you produce that litter of yeah. Jackson's chameleons. And that's in that same ballpark. It kills me. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you didn't produce it. You didn't birth it out of your cloaca. You know what I mean? So like some of us might have, there's lizard people out there. There is lizard people out there drinking Colt 45. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, so I wish we had a better word than produce. That's the same thing. Like project. Well, it's become so, so normalized. It's hard to pick out. And that's the thing. I I catch myself saying it all the time. You know what I mean? Like, for example, um, like I hate the word boss. Like if you're using it as, as like, Oh man, that's really boss. Like, as a slang, okay, that's cool. But for me to say, oh, my boss is over there on the phone, I hate that. It drives me crazy. I always say employer because he employs me. You know what I mean? Um, but See, like, I'm the opposite. I hate it when people use it as slang like that, and I don't mind using it. For uh, employer. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like a boss is 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 bossy, and like my boss is not bossy. He's awesome. So like, he's my employer. I think it's also way more professional to say employer, especially if you're speaking to clients or customers. But yeah, there's no other way to get around the word produce. And like, I feel like the project. I feel I understand how you feel about the whole project thing, but it is a project. It's it's a you've mapped out a series of events that you intend to initiate to conclude in a desired result, right? Hmm. But I didn't produce those eggs. I think I mean well that that's that's the word because there's there's no other easy way to 
You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no other word for it. Just like the whole project thing. Like I don't. The, I think the 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 project terminology just sort of gives it like a like you were saying like a model airplane sort of feel. Like it's not you're not dealing with living things. It's just. Yeah, but you still are. You know, it's sort it's of no an impersonal. I don't. I don't know. I just. It's, I've it's, always it's, just hated that. It's no different than someone who's breeding livestock or hoof stock. You know what I mean? Like, just because you're a dairy farmer doesn't mean you don't have a side project revolving around livestock. Right. I just, I don't know. I just said people get, I've been guilty of it. You know, you get baby, baby snakes, whatever, you know, baby rhino rats. And you're like, man, sure. I'm so excited about this project. And then you end up losing those rhino rats. Yeah, but, they escape. <laughs> yeah, but that rhino rats aside, like, it was still a project you were planning on. Yeah, doing. it was like, I'm not disagreeing there. I just, I don't yeah. know. I just you wish, you wish there was a better, I wish there was a better word for it. Yeah. It's just like what we were talking about earlier with the whole like facility thing. What do you mean? Like people, <laughs> you probably, I don't think you saw it cause you were, I don't, you were at work or something, I guess, but okay. talking about like people who do like YouTube videos and they're like, this is our facility tour. And they're literally, it's like literally a one bedroom apartment. Yeah, yeah. My facility. Yeah. Like, I mean, technically, sure, but I don't, it just makes me laugh. It's like, to me, like P and yeah. Cody's, like that's a facility. Because okay, okay, but now yeah, that one's a little tough. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, and now they do live there, but all right. So, so wait, so let's let's dissect that slightly because okay. I agree that P and Cody have a facility, but I would not consider the snake collection a facility. <laughs> you want to take a ride on my magic carpet? What? It looks like I'm wearing a turban. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, it does. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but the rat barn and the crocodiles are definitively a facility. Hands down. But I feel like the animals that are in their home is the collection right well i think the whole thing is the collection it's just a matter of like how it's set like my room in my house in the third bedroom i do not, not consider a, it, it no. a facility it is just uh, a, it's just my room it's my snake room that's it yeah. like a facility in my in in my opinion insinuates that it's just like its own like almost like a like a zoo like they have their well, facilities like they have yeah, yeah like there's it's a thing that has all the things that a facility like i just associate it it's like own, professionally yeah. it's its own entity it's off-site <laughs> from the state of location it has its own amenities and yeah okay yeah but then you got the guys, like I said, they have like a one bedroom apartment. They're like, here's a facility tour. Like, this is my microwave. And then next to it is this V70 rack. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes me giggle. It really, it's, it's inconsequential and doesn't matter, but just makes true. me laugh. That's true. Because, I mean, in the technical sense, like I said, it is a facility, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to look it up, but part of me wants to like look up Miriam's Webster like definition of facility. <laughs> you know what I mean? But irrelevant. Does don't they in that like another room for like a bathroom? Like where are your facilities? Is that or is it faculties? I think it's facilities. It is facilities. That's a homonym. 
Or is that just slang for bathroom? I don't know. But the corn project. Yes. About. Mm-hmm. Even if it ends up like me just giving away all this baby. Because nah. just corns. Yeah, they're gonna go great. Like it's they're gonna special, look like, great. It, that's it's special to me, and I think maybe that's the that's part of it that I I like so much is like to everyone else, they're they're normal corns like South Carolina corns. Yeah, still. Yeah. But to me, it's like these are corns from home. You know, these are like yeah, corns from from my backyard in a sense. Did I show you my new corn? I don't think so. Well, here it is. This is a Miami phase. Caught in, drum roll please, Miami. Ooh, that is nice. And I don't like Miami Phase at all. I prefer what you have. I prefer like South Carolina Okatee, you know, sharp blacks, checkerboard belly. But I got this guy because Marcus caught him in Miami. Marcus is like, you want a corn snake? And I said, yeah, of course. And he's grown on me. He's grown on me. That is a nice one. No, it's you know, it's funny. Like Miami's like I associate. Miami's uh, Ben, I'll keep you in mind, buddy. He said he wants normal corns. Or, as long go. as they're legal, like no Georgia sales. And it always cracks me up. I see corn snakes on George, on Savannah Craigslist. It's like, <laughs> yeah. But Miami corns, like I remember when I was a kid and my dad and I were mostly my dad was breeding corns. Uh, like Miami's being just those silver background with just like burgundy red saddles. Yeah, and I think that this one is going to darken up a bit. Mm -hmm. um, but it is very, very light for Miami. But what I think is crazy is like when you're in Dade and Broward County. I love that tone of orange on it. Oh, yeah. Like that's when, nice you're, when you're in Dade and Broward County, you can get both types, which is awesome. So like I've been on one road. It's literally like maybe three miles long, and I've found both color phenotypes on the same road. And like it's crazy to me that it, it makes you wonder if if the in, if not the inbreeding if the if the for lack of a word crossbreeding is irrelevant and they're all going to have mixed up yeah clutches or if it's the Miamis only really hang out with the Miamis you know right I don't know I mean the so I have four corns that are all wild caught. Three of them came from the island I live on. Like two came from my parents' property. One came from their neighbor's property. Like I know exactly where these corns came from, like where they were literally picked up. Uh, and then I have one that's from the other side of town. That's that really nice one that is just getting better and better every shed. Uh, that one came from like the mainland part. So I'm on one of the barrier islands uh, which is one of the things about the corns here that I'm like is super interesting to me is just all the barrier islands we have. You get a lot of variation in phenotype and stuff across those islands, and uh, like two of those corns that came from Ladies Island that came from my parents' property, they look very similar. And then there's another one that's considerably darker than those that also came from my parents. Like, I mean, we're talking about literally a different like a difference of um, like thirty yards. Really? You know, so, I mean, obviously you're going to have a lot of movement and stuff, but like in those, in those areas, you're going to have snakes moving around and stuff, but it's just interesting that I, you know, there's some that have like, there's, there's one, like the fee, the big female that I've had for the last, uh, like five plus years. It's funny. I actually sold her to a local shop 
And then when I went back to that local shop, like two months later, she was still there and I ended up buying her back. Uh, nice. And I still have her and she's, I've had her for a solid five years. She's ready to go. Um, and she's like this sort of the, not necessarily a classic Okatee, but she is definitely like that higher orange sort of brighter, less contrast sort of deal going on. But then there's that other one that is darker. And I've, I've, I remember we had an Okatee when I was a kid that, and I use like uh, the thing with Okatee too, is that also gets kind of thrown around very loosely. Like Okatee to me is a normal corn. Right. Right. Like I know some people just say normals. I know that some people say, if you're going to say Okatee, it needs to come from the Okatee region, um, which isn't far from me either. Uh, but we had a, a an Okatee when I was a kid that was just dark, like not mahogany, but like how a how a like a darker stained wood desk looked, okay. that brown color. And I have yet to see a corn like that one, man. But that was just I remember as a kid like that. It was a it was super calm. It was like a super chill snake too. And so I I, I her name was Lucy, and I uh. I had that snake out all the time because she was just super mellow and she was just freaking gorgeous. And like I said, I haven't found any since, but I do like, I look at stuff like that and then I look at what I have and like instantly the gears get turning about like crossing, like outcrossing other localities to that, uh, you know, to the, to the local ones here. But at the same time, you know, that's kind of the nice thing about having multiple animals is like, I could do that. Like I could set aside a pair and do that outcross thing. And then I could continue to do the, you know, the pure quote unquote, uh, locality stuff and you know i'm interested to see what comes of that over the next you know 10 years or whatever um you know pending that nothing disastrous happens knock on wood yeah uh, assuming i'm still going to be doing corns and stuff over that span of time like seeing what what happens year to year you know line breeding and, and stuff like that and um dan asked if the okatee hunt club is still a thing uh it is not that property is still out there but pretty sure m- all the property in jasper county which is where that's at uh, is pretty much privately owned. So I don't know if you could even get out there anymore. Um, I've definitely thought about seeing if there's a way, like finding whoever owns it and seeing if there's a possibility of going out there just to look around, like not even to collect anything. But I think it just, because that place has so much history, you know. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm surprised. They always, places like that, I feel like even if, even if the property gets sold, like let's say it's, you know, 500 acres okay and the original hunt club houses on three acres they'll have like historical societies and stuff go in and like they'll they'll basically buy out like the 10 acres that the house is on and the barn is on make it a historical site and then you at least get to save those 10 acres you know and they get a tax write-off and shit you know so yeah because it's 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 nuts how uh like back in the you know the 60s and stuff just how big of a deal like how popular that place was with people all over the country coming just for the corn snakes you know yeah um yeah let me see because the uh the loves used to have a picture of when they took a trip out there and it's funny because you can still go to that same intersection and that one building that they had a picture of has changed into like a million different restaurants since then really still there this is like early 2000s i think that he was there i don't know this corn utopia website dude it's it hasn't changed since like 2001 i love it hmm
<laughs> she hasn't updated her website since 2018 as far as availability. That's pretty funny. Damn. Corn Utopia. That was another. I remember reading that book, man. I don't even remember the name. What was the name of it? Uh, it was bl the blue cover. I remember Blood Reds too when I was a kid. That was another morph that stood out to me. And that was a big one my dad was into. Uh, I don't know. I don't see it on here anymore. It's probably somewhere if I dug deep enough, but. South Carolina is the best corn snakes in the world, damn it. Anybody who says otherwise. We can, we can, we can fight about it. Throw down. I mean, I, dude, I, all the different types of corns I've found in Florida, nothing beats no man in my eyes. Dude, that is like the textbook definition of corn snake. Yeah, and I think it goes, you know, back to that, uh, you know, those old days of Okatee being such a big thing. Like, that's what that's what made them what they are. Like that's what, yeah. you know, if it weren't for that, I don't know that they ever would have taken off as much as they did, but it's my first thing. <clears throat> See if I can find to give anybody who may not be familiar with sort of what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, pull some stuff up? I'm looking right now and seeing if I can find one that I know for sure is like a South Carolina, like, Okay. Yeah, I just remember being a kid, and like I, I wasn't allowed to have snakes, and my mom got me a book, and it was like, it was like one of those. Uh, you guys don't know Florida's fabulous because not everyone lives in Florida. Um, it was basically a a cartoon picture book of different snakes of the U.S. and like it had the cartoon of like the farmer standing there holding the indigo in the, by the mm -hmm. middle of the body. It's as long as he is, you know, and it had the, the garter snakes, you know, all, all stuck together and intertwined like Indiana Jones. And then there was the corn snake and it was, the cartoon was an Okatee with that checkerboard belly. And I was like, man, that's so cool. The corn snakes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, look I mean, here's that. the good, I mean, that's, this is from Dan Parker's website, but I mean, that's a pretty good. You know, corn snakes originating from the vicinity of the Ukuti Hunt Club in Jasper County, South Carolina, are famous for the bright coloration and bold patterns. In fact, many enthusiasts consider the nicest examples of the ideal corn snake. Uh, after a glance at the examples from our breeding colony, it could be hard to argue, uh, would be hard to argue otherwise. Yeah, I mean, dude, that that is a red rat snake. Like that's it. And know? this, I mean, this one right here, this is that's this awesome. is very reminiscent of that one that I have that came from. Yeah. It didn't come from Jasper, but it came from a spot actually not far, like closer from that that mainland one I have. This this is that one's very similar to that, like especially with that black, yeah, that sharp black marker. saddles toward the end. You know that that snake has like completely blacked out saddles on that last like third of the tail. Whether it'll keep that or not, I hope it does because it looks really cool. But, but yeah, like like that right there, like that's oh, yeah. that's what I think of. You know, maybe not the highlighter orange, but just that dark burnt 
you know. And dude, that picture is famous, man. I love that picture. I don't know. I I may have to talk to Dan about that and see if he knows somebody over there. Like I like I said, I don't want to collect nothing. It'd just be cool to go over there and and look around. And clearly, he knows somebody because he's been there. But yeah, that's just I don't know. To me, it just doesn't get any better than that. Like as far as like the morphs and stuff are cool and all. I love Tesseras, but give me this. Like Abbott lines. Oh know, yeah, natural. Just I don't want nothing else. Yep. Dude, like I, I see animals like that, and all I want to do is have like a foot enclosure with actual soft palmetto growing in there, and just mm -hmm. like the sandy soil, and you know. Well, that's just, what I was I was talking about that in the group chat the other day. Like, it'd be really cool to to set up. Like the Edisto Serpentarium has a display. Um, and it's like an old barn. Like they made it like like look like it like it has these old rusty like farm tools and it has like old like ship lap, like old wood, like legit yeah. reclaimed and yeah. like sand and some pine needles and like bits of corn and stuff in there. And it like it's it's a rat snake cage and it looks so like literally they did such a good job of making it look like the inside of an old barn, like an old abandoned shed or something. And I was like that, like see, like something like that I would recreate for corn snakes. Oh yeah. You know, I would love to do that and like the desert thing we were talking about with bears. Yep. You know, it's just a matter of space and figuring out how to do that with you know PVC and stuff. It's doable, man. It's totally doable. It is, it's entirely doable. You know, it's just yeah. but they had like old tin cans and stuff in there too. Like it just it That's looked awesome. it's so cool how they did awesome. it. And it's so simple. Like they really it's not anything you know, over the top fancy. It's, it wouldn't be hard to do, but next time I actually, I mean, me and Jake need to plan a trip to go to there again when it warms up, they close for the winter, but definitely want to go there again. I actually want to, someone's going to email somebody and see if they would let me do like a behind the scenes thing and do an article in the magazine about it. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Dude. It's just like, it goes back to like, I don't want to say patriotism, but like it's classic Americana, you know? Like the vintage South agriculture and the red rat snake. It's just, it's awesome. But I think that's, that's now that you mentioned that, like that, I think that is kind of part of the appeal to me with subox and bears and the Southwest Texas stuff is like sort of that history in herpeticulture of those, you know, and how it's still like road cruising Southwest Texas. Um, I don't know if you read the dragon traders yet by Michael Berger. It's like the history of her pediculture, basically. And there's there's sections of that book that talk about like the Okatee Hunt Club has its own page or two. And then there's talk of like all the spots in Texas that at one time back in the 60s and 70s were super popular, you know. And so to me, I think maybe it's um, I think maybe it is it's it's part of that sort of like historical species of like this is what helped shape the hobby that maybe is something that that yeah. draws me to it. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And corns, you know, that and the fact that it's sort of like a nostalgia thing for me, you know, going back to when I was a kid and, you know, helping helping my dad and pulling eggs and, you know, the hours spent in our garage um, doing that stuff. So, yeah. I don't know. I just like corns. It's just like I've said before, you know, it's balancing out the complicated sort of 
little more stressful projects with the simple ones, you know, the Ganja yeah. Soma, like that's going to be a little stressful. It's nice to have a project like the Bairds and the Corns where I don't really have to worry about anything going wrong with those. Like yeah. if they go wrong, it's because it was, it was meant to go wrong from the beginning. Like those eggs just weren't meant to make it. Sure. It's kind of hard to jack those up. I, I firmly believe in sort of outweighing the uh, sort of the hardcore stuff, like have the challenging projects, but also have something that is like, you can actually kind of just kick back and let your hair down and sort of just in, enjoy it. Sure. obviously you enjoy the challenging projects too but to have something that you know you just i take comfort in having something that i don't have to stress over yeah absolutely uh jeff i have very much thought about expanding into the garage that is a losing battle with the wife um we are still in negotiation phases and the negotiations are breaking down <laughs> I was I've been trying to, to get a converted garage before you even bought a house. I decided to to start that that battle early. Still losing. At least you're trying. Fighting. The I, good I fight. mean it's like this is like the perfect space because I can still have I mean obviously I wouldn't be able to smoke in here anymore, but like I can have everything in here, but still have the podcast stuff. Um so smoke's and, gonna blow it, man. You're fine. Uh, I'd get one of those smoke eaters before I did that, but uh, I mean that it wouldn't be difficult. It would just be a lot of insulation. I'd have to have outlets added. I'd have to have HVAC run to here, which wouldn't be hard either. Um, <laughs> Henry said it's not projects; it's breedings. <laughs> that is true. That Henry, is true. you smartass. No, but I mean, think about it though. He is right. I mean, Henry comes from the you know, show dog world, and like he he old old. <laughs> oh man, Henry's gonna buy all your baby corns at wholesale and freeze them for food. If I have Henry Martinez message me asking for corn snakes, I'm automatically just gonna say no because I know there's no, there's there's alternative ul ulterior motives. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, Vic, that's awesome too about the baby alterna. That's a that's a big. Yeah, man. Congrats, Vic. Congrats. <laughs> Having been down that road myself, that that shit ain't no fun. Ah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> yeah, I. Uh, Mike, what's that? Say Mike Cameron said my beards are probably the easiest snakes ever been cutting the mice for them. I don't know if it's making a difference, but it can't hurt. Uh, Mike drank the Kool-Aid. It must be delicious. Must be delicious. I want more, man. Like you showed that picture earlier, that black rack that was sitting on top of that white rack. That ain't nothing but beards, man. And then like, two of those five slots in the rack below that are Baird's. And then if you looked at my hashling rack, which you couldn't see in the picture over to the left, that's got another like six Baird's in it. Like, it's getting Oh, weird. yeah. And dude, Colgan's saying that, you know, he's got those stimmies. And dude, I can't imagine what he's going through with them stimmies, man. I just can't. Like, oh, that's that's a fear of mine. Like, that's that's one of the things. That's one of the reasons why I don't have them. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I don't think I have, I mean, I've got, I've got patience for baby snakes, hundred percent, but I don't have the patience for, for baby anteresia. 
tip of the hat to you. Sir. Yeah, my my days of anteriors are over. I'm, I've just worn them off. Just I love them, but just no desire. Yeah, they're awesome. Just I'm, I can't. Um, Vic, too. I the silver bullet for alternate babies for me was I believe it's just a fence lizard. Um, I actually ended up getting some lizards from a guy out in Texas that we got an alternate from. He sent us a handful of live like some animals, some uh, I think it's some fence. These either fence lizards or swifts. I, I don't know exactly which species it was. Um, but dude, those fence lizards, man, holy crap! You want to talk? It's just like the the chick down with the chondros. Like it just it was a complete switch had flipped. Like animals that hadn't eaten in in weeks, like all of a sudden it was like they'd been doing it the entire time. It was crazy. So, if you can hunt down like a fence lizard or um, something similar, that really that really did the trick. I got almost all of them eating like immediately first try. So, little tidbit. Dorothy Lapis. Yes. Yes. Because I have the hog noses too, and that's another one that I'm. They're just normal hogs, and I'm, I'm a little more excited about that than I probably should be too. But dude, normal hogs are awesome, and no one has them. That's the best part. <clears throat> are you? Are you? You're gonna pair them up? <clears throat> uh, no, they probably got another year. My females. Oh, okay. I mean, they're they're older, like age wise, they're probably old enough. Um, <laughs> but that female, she just. I don't. Like we were talking about with Rob, you know, I don't, I don't feed the shit out of my stuff. So, yeah, she's well, smaller. She ought to be. I was telling Henry, I, uh, I want to get these these baby rinks under my belt. <clears throat> Excuse me. And like I've had rinks before, but this is definitely. I put the feelers out to a couple people. This is definitely next on the radar because I can't just I, I can't just have the two I have. I, I have to have more. But like it's got to be jet black, just like this one. How awesome is that animal? It's almost like it's wearing a tuxedo. It is. It's it's formal. It's very formal. <laughs> like, dude, That's I want dinner attire. What's that? That's its dinner attire. It's it's definitively black tie. Like, but I want the grassland savanna setup. You know, I want the the background that has like. You know the savanna trees and like silhouettes of animals in the distance and herds, and I want that majestic bastard right in the middle of the cage. Talk to Cody; they had a ton of rinks. I know. I, he, I know he, he had like those sort of concrete gray and black banded ones, but I I can't imagine he doesn't have a couple of those sort of solid ones like that floating around somewhere. Yeah, and that, I'll be honest. You know why I didn't message Cody? Is because I was afraid that he would, and he'd be like, "Yeah, man." Whenever you're ready. And I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> saving you from yourself is what you're doing. I was saving, I was saving myself from myself. So that I can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so well, sir, it's two hours and I am actually cold. So All right. I actually have basketball shorts on with flip flops, which is probably not oh. a smart, smart idea. <laughs> Our 20 minutes of, of actual snake and reptile talk this episode. It was a good episode. I enjoyed tonight. <laughs> Anyways, the show was brought to you by Puget Sound Pythons. Please check them out. Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Sir Jeff is of Puget Sound Pythons is in the chat right now. 
He is. Don't Thank you again. Subscribe anywhere podcasts can be found. YouTube. Yes. Follow the page if you're watching it from there. Hit the follow button, like button, whatever the button is this week. And since you're already on YouTube, you might as well just go over to Venomous Etiquette Videos. Yes. Don't forget to watch the mm -hmm. most recent episode, episode one, on the entering the snake room. When are we getting number two? Uh, well, I'm going to do a lot of filming this week and then probably do some editing next week, so maybe the week after. I really don't have a schedule just because it's like a side yeah. project, you know? Everyone's telling me like, oh man, success with YouTube is, you know, consistently posting, you know, and I, I just, I can't, I don't have time, you know, so. It is time consuming, man. Yeah. And like, a lot of, a lot of work. Doing the, the hardest part is, is not editing the videos. It's doing the voiceovers because yeah. I'm shooting a lot of stuff in first person and like, because I want people to see it as if I, how, how I see it so that they can see it how they see it. You know what I mean? And like what it's going to look like for them. So like if I'm holding hemostats in my hands, I don't want to be in front of the camera and be like, this is how you hold hemostats. No, I want them to see from a right-handed and a left-handed point of view what it looks like to actually hold it in your hands. So like I have to articulate in the voiceover because you can't everything at the same time. Right. You know? And that's the hardest part is doing the voiceover with the video and then cutting up the audio. That's the hard part. But we're doing it, man. We're doing it. Oh, so. I totally meant to send you those pictures of that cyanian and that Baird's earlier, and I sent them to Danielle by accident. Sure, um, well, send them right. to me now. We'll throw them up right now. We'll keep us I talking. was like, what? I was like, he completely like ignored that. I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't get it. You never got them because I wouldn't send them to you. Jesus. We'll send them now. Let's, let's see. I, I am. So that's cyanian. This is the Baird's. Oh my God! The wind just picked up. It is. So cold. Basketball shorts like an asshole. <laughs> Good night, Dan. Oh, and Miguel, you're too kind, sir. Too kind. Mentor me, Dorothy Lapis. <laughs> Why do you gotta say it like That's that? That's gotta be a shirt. <laughs> oh my god. Mentor what? me, Dorothy Lapis. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get like Adeline to, to to draw a picture of you and in, in like like a like a Sith Lord. Oh, but instead of God. instead of the lightsaber, it'll be a snake hook. <laughs> that would be awesome. That's gotta happen. Oh God! All I right. will. I will do a freaking GoFundMe to make that happen. Oh Jesus! Did you send them? Yeah. Aha! There it is. There it is, dude. It's crazy how like velvety those cyania babies look after they shed. Oh my God, dude, look at that baby. That is awesome. Look at how soft my hands look. Look at how soft your hands look. I don't use lotion or nothing. They're just naturally soft. <clears throat> Hold on, I messed that up. Hang on. Totally doing that. And then I'm finding a way to make a shirt of it. We still need the Rob Stone ones, man. That's gotta happen. <clears throat> or we can do like the Pulp Fiction thing, but it's us holding like snake hooks and it says "Say Project Again, motherfucker." Yes, yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. I want that. That's great. 
So that's the the new Bairds. It's a nice. boy. Very nice. Like, got a lot of, like I like he has a very high like coppery color in the saddles. Yeah, yeah. And, and a very lot, a lot of copper in the eyes too, which I think is interesting. So I have no locality information on and I've got nothing that. So unfortunately, he's just a he's just a Bairds. But uh he's a good looking one at that. And his tail's a little funky on the end. I don't know what happened, but like it's kinked or I don't know. It just I'll have to see if I can take a close up of it. It's just odd. Like there was some damage to it or something at one point, but that shit will buff out. Yeah. But dude, that's just I so know. Cool. and I love the banding on them too. Oh, like yeah. just that irregularist looking. Now, how long before they lose all that green or all that uh, red? Excuse me. It takes a while. Um, I think my adults, it it was something like a like maybe in that year. You know, it's once they. It's odd because they get this very. It's even. It's hard to describe. It's just. It's almost like a gray color as they switch. Like it's. The whole thing's a very odd transition to begin with when you go from orange to, you know, just like with chondros too. But with these, right. it's like instead of just they get like the spots of green that eventually just sort of expand and take over like these, it just like sort of muddies into this weird brownish grayish hints of green. Like it's odd. I don't know. It, but it's, it's almost a, it's a transitional fading, almost like uh, like the Gaijis, the uh, black milks. I guess I would. Every time, every time it sheds, there's more and more black with them. I feel like this with these is every time it sheds more and more green, or kind of. I don't. It's. I. It's. I'm interested to know. I mean, the first thing I think of when I see that is they're in the trees, so that body blends in with the the wood and the sticks, and then yeah. that head blends in with the leaves. You know, obviously it looks a little odd to us because out of that natural habitat, it, it looks just bizarre. But when you put that in the context of like when you see Dan Maleri's videos of him finding them, it makes a lot more sense, you know. Okay. Very cool. Very Vic cool. sent me the, a picture of the Chris Eaton as the Jedi thing, and that's awesome. <laughs> nice. Nice. And now I have Alan Stevens. What did he send you? Uh, he lost one of his chondros. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. That sucks. <clears throat> he said, is this the kind of shit you GTP guys go through? And I was like, yep. Oh. Did he just have the one? or? No, he, he got like three or four of them, I think, and he lost one a while back, so I guess now he's down to two. Okay. But We gotta get them back on. I had a conversation with him the other day. I was called him on the phone while I was sick, and uh... Oh, shit. I feel bad. Austin messaged me and said, send me the link. I'll jump in. That was an hour ago. Sorry, Austin. Whoopsies. I put my phone on silent, so I don't hear it go off. Yeah, that's. I actually put my phone on silent, too, and I, I keep clicking the side button to like see if I got a missed call or whatever, you know? Yeah. So. Now I feel bad. Well, next time. Next yeah. time. We love you, Austin. Because next time we'll be drawing a winner for the raffle. To yes. Beat the US art. So. Yes. Oh, he's right Absolutely. there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I put my phone on silent because with the between the group chat and everything else, my phone goes off pretty much constantly all day. So yeah. put it on silent when we're doing this. What I think is interesting is when we're doing Snakes and Stogies, the, the group chat's going crazy. And then I look and it's like, Justin said this, Justin said that. I'm like, how did Justin do that? Like, I'm watching him. <laughs> so, oh, all right. I am freezing my knickers off. All right. Darcy Lapis, everybody. Good episode, night. Episode 62. Snakes and Stokies. Good luck getting rid of all the Jedi. I'll do my best. I don't if know if I ordered six. If you were on a planner right now, you'd be on Hoth. <laughs> I would. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, I just checked my phone. It's like 48 degrees. I'm like, ah, oh, basketball shorts. Meh. Um, so, yes, we will see and or hear all of you Thursday, Thursday night. Yes. Episode 110. 110. I don't even know who we're going to have yet. I don't have anybody lined up. We'll figure something out. Figure something out. And uh, check it out. Venomous Etiquette videos on YouTube. Venomous Etiquette videos. New issue of Herpetic Culture Magazine is out now. Check it out. That's episode or uh, issue 14 now? 16. 16. Wow. I'm behind. It's hard to believe. It's going by quick. It is. So. All right, children. Thank you and good night. See you all later. Bye.